0: Well, hello, I'm Kimberly Rock, and for the last 20 years, I've been running my own businesses that have not only been profitable, but personally fulfilling to me. And so now I'm on a mission to help other women just like you do the exact same thing. Now we're going to have some fun, so let's get started. Well, hello, this is Kimberly, and I'm so glad that you're here today because this is going to be a very, very, useful episode for you. Today, I'm talking about a way that you can grow your business that you may not have really considered, because I hadn't. And I can't tell you the opportunities that we all have. Today, I have on guest Joanne Wetzel with Penn Savvy Co. And yes, she's a Pinterest specialist. And I'm telling you, all the stats and all the data are pointing towards Pinterest helping businesses like ours, whether you're local or online, whether you're service based or product based, it doesn't matter. She gives us some great tips and ways to get started. We even have some free downloads to get you going. I've got a printable. She's got a free webinar. It's all in the show notes a way that you can go ahead and just get started with your Pinterest strategy. I don't think you should wait another day. I'm not kidding, it's only growing and I just can't wait for you to hear all this information that she has for us. Real quick too, before we get started, thank you all who have been leaving such awesome reviews. If you haven't left a review and you find this podcast valuable, I would be so appreciative if you could scroll down right now, leave a star rating and a written review because it helps Apple show it to people like us who can benefit from all this great business information. And I just want to tell you how much I appreciate you when you do do that. I am giving shout outs on future episodes. So be ready. I may shout out your name too also make sure you subscribe. Right now you can click a button in your player that says subscribe. You'll get notified right when I drop new episodes. Usually it's on Thursdays, but I want to make sure you know because there's so many great things to come and I'm excited for you to grow your business this year. Anyways, that's it. I hope you enjoy the episode and get so much out of it and start your Pinterest strategy today. Enjoy. Well, hello, Joanne. I am so happy that you are here today. My guests are going to be so excited to hear about Pinterest. Well, I'm always
1: very excited to share all about Pinterest because it's very often misunderstood by business owners. So thank you so much for having me on today.
0: Yes. Well, that brings me to my very first question. Why is Pinterest important to our businesses?
1: Yeah. So what I always, I get this question a lot. And what I have to say to business owners is this, Pinterest is a search engine. And when we think about how a search engine actually works, we go to Pinterest or to Google or to Bing or Yahoo to search for something specific, right? You type in Mm -hmm. phrases, keywords, whatever it is in the search bar, and then what you get are search results. So pinners are going to Pinterest looking for something specific. And as business owners, if we create a Pinterest business profile and we create pins around our products and our affiliate marketing and whatever it is that we're trying to sell on Pinterest, well, then we're getting in front of a new audience and we're we're able to sell our products and our services and share all of our content with pinners on the platform. So I think when we flip the script and instead of thinking of it as something that we use recreationally and start to use it as something professionally, we can really, really start to grow, referral traffic, sales, new customers, new leads, all with Pinterest.
0: Yes, I mean, I I think a lot of people didn't realize that for a while that it actually is a search engine, and to think of it like a like a mini Google or something. I mean, that it's not just a it's not a social media platform, right? It's not considered that because right, you're
1: yeah. commenting. So. The thing I'll say about, and I I have so many people that come to me and they say, Joanne, you know, it's a social media site. It's like Instagram and Facebook. And I'm like, but it's actually not because it does have certainly social elements to it. You can follow people, you can repin and share people's content. But the overall mechanism of how Pinterest works is definitely like Google. And it is the number three search engine in the world behind Google and YouTube.
0: Wow. Yeah. I didn't know
1: that. Yes. It just It Google, just crept up to the number three spot within the past
0: few months. So. Wow. I hope everyone is letting that sink in because that's huge. <laughs> and speaking for businesses where we're trying to get traffic or and visibility, mm-hmm. Very interesting. What about the demographics? You know, who are the people that are on Pinterest? So we can kind of think about how our business would be serving them. Yes,
1: certainly. So there is a huge audience of women, right? We go, even as a woman, I go to Pinterest looking for recipes or something like that. But there are a lot of women who are planning weddings and life moments and baby showers. So it's 70% women currently, but 40% of new signups are actually men. A lot of men are trending to the platform because, let's be honest, men probably are looking for like fashion advice and wellness and, you know, <laughs> potentially recipes and like self-care right. because, you know, men's grooming and things like that. So, so that is really expanding. Uh, one of the metrics that I find that's really fascinating is that 50% of Pinterest users are international. So if there's somewhere in your business where you can have a digital product or a digital side of your business, that's, like this huge international audience that we could be captivating with our business, with our products, our services. And I was actually talking to a photographer recently and I'm like, is there any way that you could create a course or a class or something that you could be promoting on Pinterest to help build your business in that way and create another source of income for your business? Because, um, and then of course the other, the other uh, side of that is a lot of pinners do come from the United States. So if you're a a U.S. based business, it is an ideal place to be, to help grow and market your business no matter what it is you're trying to promote.
0: Right. So for people that maybe they have a local store or they have a local based business versus an online business, how can it help those types of businesses? Well, you know, for brick and mortar uh, brick and mortar
1: locations, there is still mm-hmm. value because number one, people do go to Pinterest to search for travel. So say somebody is coming to your specific area and they're looking for things to do. Mm-hmm. Like I know for Raleigh, uh, a big, keyword and phrase on Pinterest is things to do in Raleigh. And so if you're using number one, if you have your location set as Raleigh and two, you're using relevant keywords and phrases that people are searching for when visiting Raleigh, if you have a boutique or a restaurant or, you know, a shop locally of some kind, then yes, they can still, you can still get a lot of value from people finding you on Pinterest in that way. But also even if you don't necessarily have a brick and mortar, but you have uh, e e-commerce, because when we think of brick and mortar, we think of, they're generally selling something or it's a restaurant or something like that. So you can still have a a, uh, product that you can sell online that you can ship to other customers. So if you're creating a blog or YouTube tutorials or something like that, and that's the digital side of your business, even if you are brick and mortar, you can be promoting those products and that content on Pinterest and get new
0: sales that way too. Yeah. That's fascinating. So really any business can benefit. And as you're saying, the people that are local, like if I'm outside Houston, you put Houston as a keyword mm-hmm. when you're pinning what you need to pin, which we'll get into how you do that. But you throw in those keywords that will draw people to your local, you know, location yes. versus if you're online, then you may have a different set of keywords or target customers that you're hoping are searching for your type of product or service. Right. So it. so how have you seen it benefit you and your business?
1: Yes, so because obviously I do Pinterest strategy, marketing and management, I write a lot about Pinterest. I get so many questions okay. from business owners because they feel a little bit overwhelmed by it. I think at first when mm-hmm. you you don't quite understand like how it works or what it can do. And and when you're learning that learning process, I, so I create a lot of brand new content for people. Mm. Like this is okay. how you create a Pinterest business profile. This is the reason you need to be blogging for your business. And um, this is how you optimize your, ar- arrange your boards and things like that, because it is like, Oh, do I really need to add this other marketing tool to my arsenal of things that I'm already doing in my business. But when I tr- when I share all this information, I share all this content and things, people are actually finding me because they do need help with Pinterest, number one. And number two, then they get really excited because then I have services and products that I can offer to them. So I've seen it grow not only in referral traffic, but also in growing my email list and then getting more leads uh, seen on my digital products. And it's just, it's really, for me, it's been super exciting because when I have used other uh, social media marketing, I just did see the return on investment. And with Pinterest, I can track mm-hmm. and measure my analytics, all of my metrics. So I can actually see what is working and what isn't working. And then really start to pivot the strategy into what's working versus not what's not working.
0: That's fascinating, too, that you've got all the analytics with Pinterest Mm -hmm. and the others we don't really know. It's like we have likes or we have followers, but how is that really translating into business and how are they clicking through? But with Pinterest, you're saying we can see that and see when we're actually getting engagement on our pins and then what that's turning into Wow.
1: Yeah. So you can, you can go go into Pinterest and you can actually see the data on every single pin that you pin. So you can see if you're getting clicks, if you're getting repins, if you're getting saves, all of that versus if you go to social media, yeah, you're getting follows, but are they then going to your link bio and clicking through? Of course you can track that with your Google analytics, but I I like what Pinterest said. There is just way more in-depth metrics. You can really see again, what is working and what's not working. And if there's there's a certain product or piece of content that's just, you know, performing very poorly on Pinterest, maybe we refine that pin and use different keywords. And then that's another way that we can really work to get it, to get that product or that content seen.
0: So you can be in the organic, what I want to call organic results of Pinterest, but you can also pay for ads too. Is that right? Yes,
1: absolutely. Yes.
0: So, okay, so the you're...
1: majority of Bloggers, I'm just going to say bloggers because they're the ones that I know that are driving the most referral traffic. They really are honing in on that organic uh, referral traffic, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. entirely with my business too. I have all organic referral traffic. The only time you you of course can do promoted pins or Pinterest ads, but the only time that I really you know recommend doing that because the ROI isn't as great. I mean, it does take you a little bit longer to build the organic, but it will continue to work for you for years and years to come. So the ROI on ads is still getting better. I mean, Pinterest has only been driving ad revenue for just like a couple of years. So there's still a baby platform. If you think about it, they're eight years, Pinterest is eight years younger than Facebook. So they're still refining things. They're still adding, yeah, they're still adding um, new options and really cool uh, features and benefits and things like that. So I always recommend like, start with the organic, the paid referral traffic, like you're doing ads or promoted pins, it can certainly work for you if you're, you have like a course launch that you want to promote right now, or you're really trying to grow your email list this month or next month. But other than that, I think you can really win with the organic referral traffic for sure.
0: Yeah, that's good to know. Awesome. Well, how did you get into, you know, becoming a Pinterest specialist? Funny. It's kind of a random story, but aren't they all? Uh
1: (laughs) I was sitting at a, I went to a meetup for Raleigh business owners locally, and we were, it was a Pinterest like class or sort of seminar, and they were just going to be talking about Pinterest basics and kind of, you know, how to use it for your business and things like that. And there were about 60 business owners there. And, you know, at the time I was just really working on like helping business owners just in any capacity of digital marketing. And I was sitting there with a friend of mine and I, the, the speaker had asked us, you know, how many of you are actually using Pinterest for business? you're using it consistently and effectively, you know what you're doing. And like four out of 60 people raised their hand. Wow. And I just thought to myself, well, one, I had already started to have my curiosity peaked with Pinterest. I was like, there's something here. I know I've been hearing it again and again, and I just didn't quite know what it was. And So I left that meeting and then I have a mastermind group that I'm in and I sat with these women and I was like, are you guys using Pinterest? Like, is anybody like, no, I'm overwhelmed. No, I don't. You know, I know it's important, but I don't have time to to use it or I don't see the value in it or I don't know how it can grow my business. And that was kind of like the light bulb moment for me was there's something here. People aren't using it. It's an amazing marketing resource for our business, especially when, again, we're wearing all the hats in our business. We're exhausted, right? Like we want to do (laughs) marketing better. Sure. And social media, I mean, I love being, I love the platforms because they are so social. You can build an audience, but they want you to pay. They want you to pay for, especially Facebook to be seen on Facebook as a business. And it's really hard unless you have a massive following to really get things seen. And so I find that I just, I felt overwhelmed by all of the, you know, trying to market everywhere. And now with Pinterest, I really feel like I can focus on Pinterest and I can focus on my email list and I don't feel so consumed by it all.
0: Yeah, well, I love that just from a business standpoint <laughs> that you saw a need and you were like, "Hold up, light bulb moment." I mean, for a lot of my listeners, they're about to start a business or in the beginning stages, and I think that's important. What you did is that you were actually observing and saw a need in the marketplace and said, "I can do this. I believe in it already. I just, you know, need to hone my skills, and I'm a, I can be an expert in this and help people really grow their businesses." So I think that's cool from a from a business standpoint. So I love that story. Now, what'd you do before, before doing this?
1: So I have been, I call myself a serial entrepreneur because I've owned a few businesses at this point, okay. none of them quite stuck, uh-huh. but I used to mainly, I was a freelance hairstylist and makeup artist. And I did that for, oh. yeah, for, for about six years. So my background is I was in the, um, an actor and model for a very, very long time. And I got burned out to be honest, because no. trying to manage yourself as a makeup artist, you're only making money. If you're in front of a client, you are constantly hustling, you work very crazy hours. Um, and it's, just, it can be very long days. And at the time I was like, I just don't like, I can't, I want to make passive income and I want to create multiple streams of income. And like, I just can't seem to do this with being a makeup artist. And not only that, but I was so burnt out I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I felt very undervalued. And so eventually I was like, there's got to be something else. And I took a year and a half off. I was completely burnt out. I talk a lot uh, to entrepreneurs, a lot about self-care and taking care of yourselves uh, because I did not. And I crashed and I burned (laughs) and
0: I completely closed
1: my business and had to start fresh. And it took me, you know, almost two years to come out of that and to start something new. And now I know I'm doing things very differently than I, than I did
0: before. Yes. You probably do take all the experiences that you've had Mm -hmm. to make the one now the most effective possible. I love everything that you're doing. So just so everyone knows, Joanne is a Pinterest specialist and she has got an awesome course which I have taken. I am actually not all the way through it because I have slowed myself through the process to make sure I'm Mm -hmm. taking every correct step and doing it right. And Joanne also has one-on-one consulting for Pinterest, which I hired her to do as well. So I just kind of want everyone to know that, that she is a fantastic resource and knows her stuff. And if you are looking to go ahead and you know take on the Pinterest, uh, what do you call it, movement <laughs> for <laughs> your can business call it a and <laughs> yeah. <laughs> take on Pinterest as a part of your business plan, which you should. I hope that by hearing everything, you know that it's an awesome resource. I just can't get over that it's Google and YouTube and Pinterest. I can't even get past that. But it's interesting how you got here. And I just have to know too, because on your website, you talk about that you live in a house on wheels. Is this right? Yes. And I have to know yes. what this Yeah.
1: So I, uh, my husband and I, many years ago, we, we got debt, we became debt free. We did the whole Dave Ramsey plan and everything. And for a long time, we'd always wanted to live in a tiny home. And so eventually we just decided one day that like, we need to do this. So we saved up, we sold our home, we sold our belongings. We moved into a house on wheels. uh, So we've been living in the RV since uh, July of last year. And we had intentions to travel, but, and we still are, but my husband just got this amazing job that kind of fell into his lap that he'd, he'd wanted to have, you know, yes. and it just came yes. a lot sooner than what we expected. So we're kind of in a transition there, but we, yeah, we just wanted to reduce our carbon footprint and live more mindfully and just
0: scale back. You know, we were tired okay, of the that's excess. That's amazing. I love this. So how, how hard was it letting go of everything and then, and leaving <laughs> a house, not on wheels that's in, on the ground. It, and I honestly, I think because we had, we
1: wanted to do this for so long. I, it wasn't hard at all. We're both pretty it minimalist. Wasn't. Yeah. We're both pretty minimalist. You anyway. are?
0: Yeah. So, oh gosh, I can learn from you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Well, I think you just, you, you get to, yeah, it was just a dream that we had and we wanted to make sure that it came to fruition. So I think when you have like, there's just something in your mind that you want and you're just willing to
0: do whatever Yes, it and takes. you're going to do it and it doesn't matter. Okay. So how do you define a minimalist?
1: Well, I mean, we just, we live really simply. We don't have a lot of, like, I don't, I don't have a like a big, huge closet full of a ton of clothes. Like everything kind of works in tandem together. So I can layer and I can pair things and they all kind of work in conjunction with one another, um, you know, we try to just be very mindful of the things that we buy and bring into the RV because we kind of have a mentality of like one-to-one. So one thing in, one thing out. And mm, I, I, to I go to the library and I actually rent books or, or I buy them on my Kindle so that we don't have all these like extra things and everything that's in the RV we use. So it's also about not having a ton of stuff that like, Oh, I'll get, I'll use that one day. And then a decade goes by and you're like, I'd never even use this. Why do we have this kind of thing?
0: Oh, my gosh. (laughs) I can't even believe this. I don't think I've ever known anyone that's made a radical change like that, that really went for it. I think that's very, very respectful and awesome of of y'all to do that. Oh, my gosh. I'm, I'm sitting here trying to soak that in if I had to give everything up. I mean, I guess I could. What really means that much to me? It's my family and you know, I need a computer to work and a phone, and there's the basic things, but like you're saying about the clothes, that kind of hits me. <laughs> I need to think about that, you know, yeah, yeah, that's okay and if if there's one thing that people could do to be more aware of their their footprint like you were talking about, or ways to just not be so. I don't even know the word wrapped up in material things or any, any recommendations. I'm just curious. Well, I think we
1: just get so used to the way that society lives and we can just be more mindful of like packaging and air drying your clothes and which I know is a lot to ask for a busy mom. Um, and things like shopping secondhand. So I also quit buying like fast fashion. So I buy a lot of things secondhand, but the things that I buy are really good quality and they last a lot longer. So you're not only helping to like reduce carbon footprint, but you're also like being more mindful about you're only bringing things into your closet that you absolutely love and enjoy and that are going to last for a really, really long time. Um, and then of course trying to I think it's some other things like right off the top of my head.
0: <laughs> no, I know. I just had to ask. I'm like, this is so great. And I think there's so much, there is actually a movement obviously for everything, everyone peeling back the layers and stop being, you know, so, you know, not recycling and just be more conscious of everything that they're bringing into their homes and using and all that. So
1: definitely, I just
0: love that. So That tells me that you're very organized and that you've got it together. And that's probably why you're so successful at this whole Pinterest gig you got going because you are super organized. Everything that I, when I was taking the course and everything, I'm like, she just knows her stuff and it's just all laid out so well. So, Joanne, why don't you tell us about the cheat sheet that we're going to give everybody for free so they can start on, you know, building their business with Pinterest and then also about your free Pinterest masterclass.
1: Yes. Okay. So first and foremost, I will have an awesome cheat sheet that will help you to really get started with Pinterest marketing and optimize your Pinterest business profile. Because as a content creator on Pinterest, which is the business profile, there are some things that you really need to do to optimize your profile before you can, people and pinners can find your content and your products successfully on the platform. So you'll get that. And then I also, have a really great Pinterest masterclass. It's called Pin Proficient. It's a 20-minute masterclass that will help walk you through the step-by-step method of how I create, draft, upload, and schedule all my pins, both with Pinterest as well as with Tailwind, which is the only Pinterest-approved management platform that I use. And it's a time-saving tool. It helps you to schedule out your pins strategically when your pinners are most active. So I love Tailwind. I talk about it religiously on every other blog post and podcast I'm on, but also um, I use it for myself as well as I recommend it for my clients as well.
0: Okay. So you're saying Tailwind is, I just want to explain to everybody who hadn't heard of it. It's a scheduling app that lets you schedule your Pinterest pins strategically at certain times when they think they're most effective.
1: Yes. So what Tailwind does, it essentially crawls your audience data when they're most active and it gives you time slots of best times Mm. to pin within Tailwind. And then you can, depending on what content, what pins, what products you're trying to promote, you can reorganize all of your pins within that schedule. Or you could just do a random, if you wanted to be really random with it, you could also just have them shuffle your queue and pin away. (laughs) So there's a couple of different ways to do it. Yeah.
0: Yes. Okay. So when I was working with Joanne one-on-one, she was showing me this and how I need to be scheduling my pins. And just so y'all know, as I said, I am just starting Pinterest myself. I didn't realize the value in it. And when I found Joanne, a light bulb kind of went off. I was like, oh my gosh, this is an, an untapped market for me that I need to be, you know, participating in and I need to be getting visibility through it. So as I said, I worked With her, and she was giving me all the pointers of how I need to set up my boards and my pins. So I know it can sound overwhelming at first for everybody if you haven't been doing it, but just it it will be okay. You're going to be able to do (laughs) Pinterest, and you can start with the cheat sheet and then with the masterclass so that you can at least set up your profile so you have a home for all your boards. Because I assume everybody's been on Pinterest, they may just not have used it themselves for their business. Yes. So that's what I'm kind of assuming that most people listening under know what Pinterest is. They've used it to look for uh, hardwood floor, you know, types or stuff for their house. I mean, everyone's always looking at house stuff or hairdos and all that stuff, but um, this will get you started with how to create your business profile. What, you know, the, the text that you need to be putting in there and how you need to set it all up accurately. And it will, this, her masterclass gets you rolling. So in the show notes, we're going to have one link. It's going to be super easy. You're going to get an email with a cheat sheet and a link to get the free masterclass so that you can get rolling. And then you have to know Joanne has the awesome pin proficient course that I've taken and it's wonderful. And it's a great resource to keep going back to. It's like having a manual right there and you can just stop it work on your stuff, come back to it. So I kind of had a split screen sometimes and was listening to what she said. And you're so um, authentic and sweet on the video, by the way. Thank you. I, that. <laughs> I was like, and I, you were very easy to follow. So it was great. So anyways, I just wanted to let everyone know that then if you, you know, you can't seem to get it all done with the masterclass, you can go on to her pen proficient course that she offers or the one-on-one consulting So what else about Pinterest do you think that people don't realize? Oh, gosh. Um, Yes. This is one of my favorite
1: favorite things to talk about. And that's really how it can actually help grow our business, right? We hear about referral traffic and we're like, oh, referral traffic, whatever. That's not really that exciting. But it actually is because even if we try to capture... A very small percentage of that referral traffic as like warm authentic leads customers and clients then that's growing profitability in our business number one um number two you know a lot of pinners might not necessarily find you on another platform but they're searching for something on pinterest it's an exposure to a new audience which i love and these are people again we know that 50 percent of pinterest is an international audience so this is if you have a digital side of your business where you can serve these people you're getting exposure to this new audience as well. And then one of my other favorite things about how Pinterest can really help you to grow your business is a competitive advantage. We have already mentioned how a lot of business owners don't know how to use Pinterest effectively for their business. So if you're on Pinterest and you're killing it on that platform within your location or within your industry, you have a competitive advantage over everybody else who's Mm. not using Pinterest for their business. True. Yeah. And the other thing that I love is really just general, like increased brand awareness. Pinterest has 300 plus million active users, which is absolutely incredible. That's active users. There's of course, other, another percentage of people who are not necessarily as active, but you're getting that you know, new potential, new leads, new customers, new clients, you're growing your email list, you're getting that referral traffic. You're also like, if you essentially have pins on Pinterest that are optimized and doing well in the Pinterest smart feed, those are likely to populate in Google too. So then you're getting that brand awareness, not only in Pinterest, but also in Google. So you have that increased SEO, um, and that increased brand awareness, which like no other social media platform that you're using is giving you that many benefits and bonuses
0: just for using one platform. That's true. Man, this seems like really low-hanging fruit for all of us if we could, <laughs> you know, d- pin things, right? So what, what things do we need to have in the pins to make them most effective? So if we want to go and pin, if I want to pin an image that I created for one of my podcast episodes or a download that I have, what is the most effective way to structure the pin? Okay.
1: So pin design, and I always tell business owners, it's not really a one size fits all. Like obviously you have your brand colors, your brand fonts that you're gonna use on your pin. And you're also gonna have some kind of image to make it just really aesthetically beautiful. But really the main things that you wanna focus on are you wanna have your website address. And that's simply because sometimes we forget to include our website URL within the pin. And so that pin isn't going anywhere, but if someone really wants to read that piece of content, it's likely that they might type or check out your product. They can go ahead and put your URL in the, uh, in the search mm-hmm. bar, number mm-hmm. one. And number two, that's also so that, and I have not seen this happen, but I know this has happened when I worked as a makeup artist where people are not stealing your content and promoting it as their own. Um, I don't know what benefit that that would have, but you know, things like that do happen. Wow. So it just gives you um, not only an opportunity to kind of secure your own content, your products. And thirdly, really it helps uh, pinners to be able to identify your pins. Immediately as your brand and your business. So if they already love your content and they realize, oh my gosh, like Joanne just wrote this great blog post about A, B, and C. I know that this is pin savvy co I'm familiar with her pins. I want to click through and read this. So you're creating that, that more, Uh, uh, more of that brand awareness as well too.
0: I didn't think about that. Yeah. What is something that people tend to do wrong? I mean, obviously not putting their website on there, like you just said, but is there anything that people do really wrong?
1: I think mainly they use square or horizontal images, which with the way that the Pinterest smart feed is sort of laid out, the, the vertical images really perform best and just look more beautiful within Pinterest. I would also say that I see a lot of people who use either fonts and text that's really too small to read on mobile or it's too uh, mm. too script, like cursive or uh, squirrely or curly, and it's very difficult to read even on like a desktop. So I would say some other things are to avoid like curly Q fonts. You wanna have text that's super easy to read and even just as big as you can get it. You want to have contrasting colors just any contrasting colors is fine just so that the pin looks a little bit more dynamic Um, and then one big thing is you want to stay away from trying to use a lot of stock imagery because when Pinterest is going in and someone clicks on your pin and they're below your pin there will be an area on Pinterest that says suggested more like this like pins that are more similar to that if it has the same image it's going to populate other people's pins but if you have your own image images that you're using or stock images that aren't are very rarely used that it's going to populate more of your content right because even with YouTube it's going to give you suggested videos of that same person within that cluster so you want people to stay within your content so if we're using the same horse stock image that you know a million other bloggers have used then we're not really getting our content seen in the suggested box we're getting other people's content because that image is is being shown and seen
0: wow mhm That's very interesting. I didn't know that.
1: Yep. And one other thing I want to say about pin design that I feel like is really important is that you want to include a call to action. So whether you are a product e-commerce-based business or you're a service-based business, I always say that because we are, we can build multiple facets of our business on Pinterest at any one time. Doesn't mean that you can't promote a freebie or an opt-in lead generator of some kind on your pin. So they might be going to your website to shop a product, but if you're like me and I don't, at the time I didn't have a lot of products to sell, they can join my email list by getting my free masterclass that we just talked about. So you can Mm -hmm. definitely promote your product, but then hey, say, oh, but if you also, you know, buy these, you know, if you're interested in looking more at these shoes, you can also get my fashion list as well, like my top shoes for women or something like that. Like so right. you're, you're really you you can promote multiple things at once within that pin, being your products, your business and the the freebie that you're offering as well.
0: Interesting. I remember when I had my, I had an online boutique for a long time, 16 years. It was a gift boutique of personalized gifts and things. And I remember we had this Chevron tote bag. It was like a jute tote bag. And I'm trying to think how long ago that was probably, let's see, maybe nine years ago or something. And it, somebody pinned it. I didn't even pin it. Somebody pinned it and it went Absolutely crazy. And we were getting like seven eight hundred visits a day for this tote bag. And it was my best selling product ever because it went insane on Pinterest. And the irony is that I didn't even purposefully, you know, post it. Mm -hmm. Someone else did. And then I think at that time that's when I started doing Pinterest boards for my boutique. And I remember at the time, I think we could only post. From pages on the web, I don't remember that I was able to manually upload a photo. Do, do, were you on Pinterest when you couldn't do that? I mean, I could be totally wrong, but I'm almost positive I couldn't manually because when I was starting to revisit Pinterest here, I was thinking, but I don't have products on my site. What am I, what am I pinning? And then when I was looking and going through your first, I'm like, oh, I can upload my own image. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be something that's already on the web. Right. You get to upload yes. your own photo and you can create Yep, them. Absolutely. So you can either use,
1: you can upload directly from Pinterest and Pinterest. Now it's really great before you can only upload one pin at a time, but now you can create duplicate pins and you can bulk upload multiple things and schedule them out at different times before you could only upload. I think it was like 30 per month. And now I think it's, it's unlimited. It is pretty time consuming, which is why you, I use tailwind because you can upload in tailwind and it, again, schedule everything out to go live on Pinterest, but you're able to to really do it in a way that you're like batching it so you can do it very quickly and kind of all in one fell swoop but there are options so if perhaps you're not ready to really dive into tailwind yet or you just can't afford to pay the fifteen dollars a month in your business just yet you can definitely bulk upload on pinterest and of course i want to say this too pinterest does value when you're in the platform and you're engaging so i still go in with even with my clients pinterest accounts and i engage a few times a week because Tailwind, it's not going to hurt you to to pin from Tailwind, certainly, but Pinterest is going to give you a little bit more of a priority and a little bit of a bump if you're also still, you know, using the platform, creating boards, following people, repinning other people's content just because they want people to obviously come in and engage in the platform.
0: So you said you go into people's, you go into your client's account. So do you do pin management as well for clients? I do. I
1: do full management as well as Pinterest audits, which are just simply kind of giving you a checklist and suggestions for your business. I do sort of either account setups and overhauls as well, which is kind of just optimizing your account. Uh, We do full management and then you've already mentioned these sort of one-on-one sort of strategy calls that we do. So if someone is a brand or a blogger and they just need a little bit more help with Pinterest for business. And they know that they want to manage it themselves. And they do have a lot of options of, of how to work with us.
0: Interesting. So when you say you manage someone's Pinterest account or an, what does that, what does that mean? What does that entail? Yeah. All the things, a lot of things. All the things. Um, so, <laughs> I know I'm like sitting here going, Hmm. So really what I do to-
1: is I look at their, you know, they have, I have a customer sur- or a client survey that I send them, which just asks them asks them a lot of questions about their business and about their brand, kind of what their goals are with their business, as well as with Pinterest. I optimize their account. I create all the boards. I write all the descriptions, all of the descriptions on the pins. I do all their pin design. Um, i make sure to give them content suggestions and recommendations so that what they're writing on their blog is always something that pinners are actually searching for with those relevant keywords. And I go in and I do all of their pins, scheduling all their strategy. Um, I, I work with group boards, tailwind, tribes, smart looping. Those are all, all within tailwind and a lot of other things. That's just like, that's just like a little bit of it, but <laughs>
0: Oh, my yeah. gosh. that's a lot. So is it pretty much turnkey? Like, let's just say I said, OK, I want you to take over my Pinterest account. Do you create the images as well, or would I be responsible for all the images? So
1: I do offer, I'm currently offering one package that does include pin design, but I do have a few bloggers that I know that create their own graphics because they want to make sure that they're on brand for their own business. So I'm thinking about breaking my packages into doing two separate packages. One that's slightly cheaper if you take on pin design for your, your content. And then the other one, I would include pin design in that, uh, for, for my blogger or my product e-commerce based
0: clients. Okay. Well, everyone can find out more about that too. In the show notes, I just want to tell you if everyone, if anyone wants to, you know, get more information on that, but that sounds pretty awesome because it's turnkey. And if we don't have time, somebody doesn't have time to figure it all out. That's a way that you can take it over and get it going and manage it. Is it just a month to month basis? Yes. Or? Yeah. So yes. Okay. one of the most important things I think I want to say about
1: Pinterest, um, in our interview is that it is a long-term marketing strategy. It's because it is a search engine, you think about Google, how long it takes you to get on the first page of Google. It's a slow burn. So I do require when clients sign up with me to start with four months, a minimum of four months. And that's because the first month is really getting to know your business, creating pin images, um, getting your all of your, your, your profile as well as your tailwind completely optimized and set up. And that takes a lot of time. And then we've got a few months to work on strategy. So that's my minimum requirement. And then of course, clients can pay month to month.
0: I love this idea, but I guess we have to just assess, you know, where we want to put our time. And it sounds like this is an awesome way to, to grow our business and, you know, put quality time into that can really make a difference as far as visibility. And I want to just say too, I know some people get scared about graphics and I know you had mentioned Canva before as well. I love Canva. I use it. I used to use Photoshop for things and it's so much easier. Now they even have like a background eraser. So if you have photos and you need to take the background out, I mean, it just does everything. You can create Instagram posts, Facebook posts, banners, printables, just about anything. And then the Pinterest pins, it's got the templates in there and you can just have at it and, and design something special.
1: Yeah. And, you know, I tell people like don't reinvent the wheel, you know, you have to have beautiful graphics and Canva gives you tons of gorgeous graphics that to use. You do not have to be a graphic design specialist or guru. And of course there are options if you are a blogger or a product based business, like hire a photographer to come in and to do brand imagery or to do product imagery so that you do have your own personal images that you're using on those pins. And even, even though that is a little bit of an investment, you can get a ton of images from one photo shoot to use on your pins and that you can use again and again. So just, just consider Mm -hmm. that. I, I always try to tell people, I'm like, if you have to start with stock photography, totally fine. But obviously if you want to perform better and rank higher on Pinterest, it is ideal if you can have your own brand images.
0: Yeah. And put your right now. So you don't put your logo on your pins. You just put your website. You can certainly put your logo if it fits. Mine, I just do pinsavvy.co because the logo Mm -hmm. then
1: takes up more space. And I like to have that space for promoting that piece of content that I'm, whatever it is that I'm sharing.
0: Right. Is there any success stories of any clients that you would want to share that? You feel that we would need to know. Yes.
1: So I recently started working with an ethical fashion blogger. She currently owns a um a jewelry company. And she just started her blog just a few months ago and we just started working together. And already we're seeing a a ton of referral traffic on her on her website. Oh, that's from Pinterest and not just Pinterest US, but Pinterest, there's been multiple web like other websites from other countries. And we're still continuing. We're about four months in now. So we're kind of at that point where like things are really finally starting to pick up. And I'm just really excited that as a new blogger, because her website is not, it's, it's SEO optimized now, but we're still getting that traction on her blog that we are seeing some referral traffic uh, from Pinterest. And I think it's her number three referrer right now, outside of just promoting it through her e- her email list
0: and things like that. Wow. That's awesome. Yeah. And what were some of the other stats? I know when you and I had talked the other day, there were some other stats that we knew about Pinterest that, um, I thought were really cool. Yeah. So
1: um, one of the really the fun ones that I found out just a few months ago was that 5% of all the referral traffic on the internet, the entire web comes from Pinterest. And so when we think about if mm. we as business owners work to fully optimize our businesses on Pinterest and really start to grow more of that referral traffic, how much that number can increase. And, and really 5% does not sound like a whole lot, but if you magnify that across like referral traffic on the entire internet, that means that there's a lot of opportunity for us as bloggers, content creators, affiliate marketers to really get people to our website, to sell our products and, and our services. Um, And then the other thing is, is we already talked a little bit about how women are the majority audience on Pinterest. But women control eighty-five percent of the global economy. So that means pinners that are going to Pinterest, they have purchasing power. They have spending power. Like they are looking to spend money with you in your business, no matter what it is that you are selling or promoting on that. Pinterest. I know that's like my favorite. I'm like, look, they're they're literally coming to you on Pinterest with money. In hand. I know it's
0: crazy. <laughs> yeah. I wonder what the biggest searched. Do you know this? Like what the most searched. Um, terms or things are on Pinterest. You know, I have not like just in general. I have not I'll looked have that look. up,
1: but I would imagine it would be something probably in the fashion or beauty space, because fashion okay. is the like okay. number one or number two category on Pinterest.
0: Interesting, I know. And for those of us with businesses, like me, I'm a business coach or consultant. I call myself different names, strategist. Mm-hmm. So, people, what might they be searching for that they could find me? For an example, just so everyone can kind of get an idea of how it would apply to someone like me, what what are some things that people might be searching for? Yeah. So for you, if let's
1: say I need a business coach, right? Like I'm just I'm a Pinterest manager, but I'm just really struggling with confidence or just systems or I don't know accountability. Right. I would go to Pinterest and I would type in a business coach for women or uh, business coaches for. Um, I'm my business is very philanthropic, so I would type in you know business coaches for like philanthropy philanthropy based businesses or purpose driven businesses purpose filled businesses Mm. i could also type in something like um you know business coach for female entrepreneurs or um Mm -hmm. business coach or a woman business coach for a digital entrepreneur or online business owner things like that so we're getting really strategic and specific with the keywords that we're using in search to be able to find what it is that we're looking for on Pinterest.
0: Interesting. Okay. I know it gives me some thoughts. I know I have my list of all the boards that I need to be creating <laughs> that you and I will. so I have lots of homework to do, but I started and I'm, I'm getting going and there's already traffic coming, which is amazing. And engagements mm-hmm. for like, I've put some, you know, podcast episode pins up and that there are even audiograms do, too. Do you know, speaking of that, do you know how well, like the audiograms, like, you know, I have those little pictures of my podcast episode and it'll have the audio file and it will play. Yes. So do you have any idea the effectiveness of those kinds
1: So, video pins are really interesting on Pinterest and that they're, they're still pretty new and not a lot of people are using video pins just yet. I am currently testing out some different video pins on my, my Pinterest, because I'm really curious okay. to see, what mm-hmm. that engagement looks like, but it's still new enough that I don't have a ton of, of metrics. Okay. I do know that video pins do stand out in the feed because obviously you've got the audio, you have the, the moving element versus just a static pin image. So that can drive more traffic or more interest, but I don't know that people are necessarily like clicking through because they can watch the video right, right there. So I think right. maybe that's the hesitation with pinners is that they know if they have a static image that someone has to still click through to their website. Whereas with uh, video, mm-hmm, unless you're mm-hmm. creating like a truncated video, like you, that you see on IGTV, where it's like a minute on the feed, then they actually have to click through to go see the full video, something like that. Um, so I'm just testing out little Pinterest tips and tricks currently like a one minute video on Pinterest, but I definitely am curious to see how that develops. Now I I will say that I I think it is an avenue that's going to be very big in the next year, but I just think it's, it's still sort of a slow, slow growing movement. Mm
0: -hmm, mm -hmm. It's in its infancy Mm -hmm. stage here with the video. I know I put those up and I was like, we'll just see what happens. And those were getting clicks, which is interesting. Mine isn't a moving video. Like of me, Mm -hmm. it's got a static photo in the back, but it's got the little Audio lines and it's like playing, and then it has the text there written at the bottom of the image. So it's kind of feeding across it the words Mm -hmm. that I'm speaking. So it's kind of interesting just to see. It would be interesting for me to post one with an actual video, too, like you're saying, and then compare it to the audiogram where it's just the audio with static picture and then my just regular images, too. Um, be interesting to see where that goes. I'll have to follow up with you in like six months. That's curious. See what yeah. About. yeah. <laughs> I know. It just
1: may be that they love the text that they're seeing on the audiogram. Like they love what it is, or even if they're listening to it, it they might love what it is that you're sharing within that, True. the little, yeah, the little soundbite, yeah. you know?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's a soundbite. I couldn't think of the <laughs> word. I call it audiogram, but yes, it's a soundbite. So that's really cool. OK, so we've got the cheat sheet and the masterclass for everyone to get to get started. But if they're just beginning, what other tips do you have?
1: Yes, that we can share with the listeners? lots of tips. So bear with me oh, here. Good. I'll try to keep okay, it as distinct as possible. So I've already <laughs> talked a lot about the Pinterest business profile. And really, that's the starting point. You you have to okay. have a Pinterest business profile. And yes, it is something entirely separate from a personal account. And it's free and it takes you like literally 30 seconds to set one up on your Pinterest account. And um, so go ahead and do that first. And then we have to fully optimize that, which I have a couple blog posts on that. You can go to pinsavvy.co slash blog to check those out. And then you want to make sure that when you are uploading pins, you're pinning anything to Pinterest, that they have titles and descriptions with keywords. And that is so that people can find what it is that you're pinning. If you just pin an image of a beautiful necklace and it has no description, no title, what's then that pin is not going anywhere on Pinterest because people are not able to search for it within this within the Smart Feed. So that's like the big thing. Make sure that you've got um, titles and of course the URL and the description. And then you want to create boards that you can actually pin to. So I know that as a personal user, we have a home decor board. We have recipes, wellness, Mm -hmm. you know, self-care, all of that. But if you are a Pinterest manager like me, I'm not going to be pinning that content to any of those boards. I want to have boards that I can pin my content, my videos, my products to. So you want to have lots and lots of boards that are relevant to your business and your industry. And then last but not least, another pin that I'll share with you is Pinterest really prioritizes people who are engaging in the platform. So it's not like you can pin a pin and walk away and hope that that pin is going to do well. You were talking about earlier with the Chevron bag that that was kind mm-hmm. of an anomaly. You know, it doesn't ex- yeah, it was usually crazy. go viral or catch fire like that, um, but you want to just pin other people's content, create some new boards, you know, uh, try different, you know, try recipes, try different things because Pinterest sees you as a business actually using Pinterest and they know that you're a quality, quality verified account and that you're also adding your own quality content and products to the platform. So they're gonna really like praise, I always say praise, they're gonna praise you for that by helping you to rank more within the Smart Feed and within search.
0: Interesting. So we're not just supposed to pin our own images and our own, we're supposed to actually be using it um, in a way that we're, we're posting other people's valuable content as well on our boards. Yes. So that we have our images and other valuable content. And what's the ratio? Is there a ratio of like, what should be our content and what should be, repinned content. Now, I know that Pinterest
1: can reward you. Like you could pin a hundred percent of your own content. You certainly could do that. But I always feel like I gain more followers and just more repins and saves and engagement when I'm also pinning about 10% of other people's content. So really you can follow the 80, 20 rule or the 90, 10 rule if you want to, where you're pinning 80 to 90% of your own content, your own pins, whatever that looks like. And then you can pin 10 to 20% of other people's content. And I guarantee 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 you too, though, you'll be able to connect with other pinners because you're sharing their content. And you might also find some things that really inspire you in your own business by sharing their content and putting it on your boards, especially if they're in a sort of similar or parallel industry to yours. I definitely pin other people's Pinterest and social media and digital marketing content. And I've learned a lot from other experts. So I love finding out about new people just by pinning their content on my boards.
0: Yes. Interesting. Okay. So Pinterest will favor us if they, if they see that we are engaged as users as well, as not only pinners, but as users and providing valuable information on our boards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something to keep in mind. So we don't look like we're just a marketing machine and we're just trying to be self-serving. Like we're actually trying to create useful boards.
1: Well, and really, I mean, the whole point, again, it's not a social media site, but it, I don't know. I always call it like a good faith act that you're, especially if you're in group boards or you're a part of Tailwind Tribes, which are essentially just like, a, it's like a community. Think of it as a community board where you're pinning a lot of you know similar content you're pinning your content and other people are sharing their content to that board kind of an act of goodwill to just also share their content. If they're, if you're sharing other people's content, they're more likely to reshare yours. And then you're getting your pins in front of their audience too.
0: Mm. So what are community boards? So
1: it's actually, know. they're actually called group boards on Pinterest oh, okay. and I, I call them like our communities. So I have a few boards that one that I just joined is like an entrepreneur, digital entrepreneur bloggers. So people who write about things that, digital entrepreneurs that are bloggers. And so Pinterest really aligns with that. And I Will occasionally pin my content to that board, and then I will go into that board, and I'll also pin other people's content. Because generally, group boards they have stipulations of: in order to join this board, you have to pin one to one, so one of yours, one of somebody else's. You can't spam the board. You have to be engaging in the board. Things like that. There are specific group rules. Um, Same with Tailwind Tribes. Tribes is essentially group boards, but it's within Tailwind, and those are a little bit more quality because they are um, sort of audited within tailwind by the owners of the tribe. So I know that's a lot of information about Mm. tribes and group boards, but group boards were really created to create community on Pinterest. And I find that now they're not being, um, they're not being focused on by a lot of bloggers as much anymore because you do get a lot of spam. You don't own your group boards like your personal boards. You technically own on Pinterest, but your group boards you don't own. So if your only strategy on Pinterest is to be pinning to your group boards and hoping that your content gets seen, well, if those boards get shut down or people aren't as active in those groups anymore, or they get flagged for spam or something like that, you could lose your entire marketing strategy. So I do have a few group boards that I engage in and that I like. Like being a part of and that are active, and I feel like are good quality, but they're they can be kind of hard to find on Pinterest.
0: So, just to recap, real quick for everybody again, we've got the cheat sheet in the masterclass, and everything is in the show notes. We talked about Tailwind, Canva, Pensavico, she's got a blog on there. So, if you have not started Pinterest, now is the time to get in on it. It is a booming a search engine for, for businesses and people are searching for what we're offering. So I just don't want anyone to miss out on this opportunity to grow their business. If you are really focused on Instagram or you're really focused on Facebook, I get it. And maybe you don't have time to totally devote to this, but at least you could get started. And that's what these free tools are going to help you do. I mean, I know how it is. Some people too are putting so much time into Instagram. And like you said, Joanne the ROI wasn't there. Mm -hmm. For some people it is, for some people it isn't. So if you're feeling frustrated right now with the strategy that you're using to try to get visibility, Pinterest is a great alternative. And it's not even just an alternative. It's an actual way that's going to grow your business. And it's its own strategy. And there are smart ways to do it to get you seen. And you can promote your email list, your downloads, your local business, your restaurant, your service, whatever it is. So... This has been so informative, and I hope it's been eye-opening for everyone. Joanne, you've been so sweet (laughs) to give us all this information on this episode. I know it's a lot for everyone, but this was really good, and just thank you for sharing so much.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like I said before, I was a burned-out business owner and I really struggled with like navigating how to do business better. And so really what pin savvy co does, we do Pinterest marketing, but I really just want to help business owners do digital marketing better so that we can build the lives that we love and we can give in the way that we want to give and we can serve others and really just show up in our lives in a more purposeful way.
0: I love that so much. Thank you so much, Joanne. I know so many people will agree with what you said and feel that too, because my listeners, a lot of them are very passionate business owners. They've got some type of gift or talent or passion that they love to share with the world, and there's so much impact they want to make. And this is a way that that they can do that. So thank you so much for being part of the podcast today. And I'm hoping maybe in like six months or so to have you back on and let's regroup about Pinterest and maybe you can update us on any new trends or what's going on or any new things that you've learned. Cause I think what you're teaching us is so valuable to our journey.
1: Awesome. Yes. I would love that. Thank you, Kimberly. I appreciate it so much. Thank you. Have a
0: great day, Joanne. Bye. Bye. Wow. Joanne gave us some valuable information for our Pinterest journeys, right? (laughs) Because it is gonna be a journey. We have to learn and we have to know how to pin and what to pin in our strategy. So I just wanted to tell you that she has been an awesome resource for me and that this is totally legit and this is you know no joke. I actually hired her because I wanted help with my strategy because I realized the value in it and that's why I had her on the podcast because I knew that there's other people who may not have been aware. So again, if you go in the show notes right now, you get the, the free cheat sheet to put out on your desk. Then you get a 20 minute video to help you get started with Pinterest. If you're on your way, then you go and you fly away and do amazing. If you wanna take it a step further, She's got the Pen Proficient course, which is the one I am in the middle of taking. I'm not totally through it. Why? Because I keep stopping to actually take a moment and do the homework that's in there and set up things correctly. I have... had a strategy session with her as well so I'm doing the things that I think are important for my business you may be able to not have to pay for anything and do this free on your own and more power to you but I just want you to know that this is available if you do want to take it a step further that her course is awesome and very clear and concise and she is going to be my go-to Pinterest person here and I'm super excited to have her with me she's part of my Facebook group too so if you are on Facebook and you want to get in a community, and if you ever have any Pinterest questions, Joanne is in the group. So how awesome is that? We've got another great resource. So again, it's all in the show notes. You can scroll down. Thank you all so much for listening and have a wonderful day. Now, this episode may be over, but our relationship does not have to end here